0: Welcome to Getting Through It, where we're here to help you get through it. I'm John Buary, and as always, I'm with a Californian who knows the heat, Dr. Lucy Jones. We'd like to thank all our supporters who help underwrite the work of the Dr. Lucy Jones Center for Science and Society. Your support allows us to serve even more communities through this podcast and our other projects that we undertake. But now let's get to it. I can't believe that a hundred episodes ago in episode 12, we knew we should be talking about extreme heat. So two years ago, that was the summer of 2020. And now here we are two years later at the end of August, beginning of September, 2022 and extreme heat has once again come back as being a topic of great interest. I mean, earlier this summer, Europe was experiencing the warmest temperatures ever recorded. China has been experiencing severe heat all summer. And right now, here in California, a multi-day, almost a week-long heat wave is all anyone can talk about, why we're dressed the way we're dressed, where we're going, what we're doing. Lucy, you've talked in the past about climate change making some disasters worse or more common. These extreme heat events seem to fit that definition.
1: Absolutely. You know, it's 30 years ago now that I first really heard about climate change when I was on the board on natural disasters. And they said then, scientists were saying 30 years ago, the first really clear sign of climate change is going to be the increase in disasters. Now, indeed, 30 years later, we are really seeing it. And we're just getting started.
0: So, we know that these are the, the disasters that happen on the surface or in the atmosphere, right? It's not earthquakes, it's not volcanoes. What are these disasters that are gonna increase?
1: All right, well, we have heat, we have heat waves and wildfires and droughts. And then we have the severe storm category, the intense rains, floods, tornadoes,
0: hurricanes. And so let's do a quick refresher, just for those who may not have heard yet episode 12 or some of the other episodes where we talk about climate. Why is this happening?
1: Climate change is increased heat in the atmosphere. You know, we express it as average global temperature. We've gone up a couple degrees over the last century. So in general, our air is hotter. Hot air can hold more moisture. So there's going to be more water in the air. And also just fundamentally, heat is energy. So when it's hotter, there's
0: more energy in the atmosphere to dry it. And then the distinction between climate and like weather forecasts is very different. I mean, we're sitting here in 100 degree temperatures, actually 100 plus degree temperatures as we record this episode. It's really hot out there. How does the climate and weather connect in this conversation?
1: Weather is what you're experiencing right now. Climate is the overall trajectories, the patterns that we're seeing. So the climate is changing. We have overall more heat the weather then experiences bigger fluctuations around that new norm. So, I mean, heat waves aren't new. Californians have had them forever. The weather always fluctuates. But we are seeing an increase in both intensity and duration of the heat waves. Now, primarily they're driven by these big heat domes, you know, a big high pressure system. And when you have one of those, particularly a strong one, you're going to have suppression of clouds, which means that more sunlight can get in to make it hotter, which pushes the air down, which gives you compression heating, which dries out the air, allows the sun to more easily get in and heat and so on. I mean, you've got this sort of pretty nasty feedback loop. And so, as the available heat to drive this increases, you get even more feedback, and then you get longer duration as well as higher temperatures on these big heat waves. And the duration really matters. You know, if you're looking at death in heat waves, it's the multiple days at high temperature that lead to heat stroke and death.
0: Right. I mean, heat waves are already the deadliest disaster. I saw a study. I think you showed me that in the United States between 1970 and 2004, so we're talking a a couple of years ago, but still almost 4,000 people died from heat, which was 20% of all deaths from natural disasters. And that increased heat in the atmosphere doesn't just increase heat waves. It also leads to wildfires, which California is very familiar with in these last few years.
1: Well, and it's not just California. Every ecosystem in the world is now experiencing a higher temperature than it was evolved for. And some of the worst increases in wildfires that we're seeing are actually in the Arctic in Sweden and Alaska and Siberia, because those areas have warmed even more. And even though we might think a Californian sees the Arctic as cold, it is a lot warmer than that forest was evolved for. And of course, ecosystems adapt, but the way ecosystems adapt to increased temperatures is to burn down the old plants and start evolving new ones. And we're now forcing that system so much more quickly with the anthropogenic climate change. And of course, along with the wildfires, we are seeing an increase in production of CO2 because as that forest burns, we're getting more CO2 into the atmosphere and we get more uh, soot. We are having air pollution issues coming up and of course an increase in debris
0: flows when the rains do finally come. And that's just from the heat. And as you mentioned earlier, we're also seeing the heating of the atmosphere, which is that increased storms like tornadoes and the warming of the oceans, which leads to more frequent and intense hurricanes and typhoons. And really in more distant locations than previously, these things were limited. It's not just tornado alley anymore. It's not just the the Gulf Coast anymore.
1: Well, that's right. So we've got this big, really complex system of the atmosphere and the the wind patterns are changing and the ocean currents are changing, but overall we have more energy. So it's easier to get a tornado going. And the area that has a large number of tornadoes in the central U.S. has grown, The hurricanes, you know, what gets a hurricane started is still something that gets discussed and that may not necessarily be increasing because of uh, climate change, but there's more heat in the ocean to drive those hurricanes. So when we do get them, they get bigger and stronger and more intense winds and travel farther through the ocean and get up farther north because we have warmer oceans farther north. So all of these things are playing out. Think about it. We've seen extreme flooding just recently in both Pakistan and Texas. You know, we're seeing this around the world. And even though right now when we think, oh, it's really hot and we're getting drought, the flip side of the drought is often much more extreme storms. We just saw the news report about the study that showed that those extreme California storms that are sometimes called arc storms are going to be more common because of climate change. And in fact, we've probably doubled the chance of getting one of those sort of storms in any given year.
0: So, what do we need to do? What do people need to know, Lucy?
1: Okay. First, more disasters are our future. We are seeing not just an increase in temperature; we are seeing the rate at which the temperature is increasing. It, the rate itself, increasing. This is what we call an exponential growth curve, and it means we've started up this path, and it's going to be getting a lot worse. Right? So disasters are in our future think about how we handle them oh who would have thought oh we need to get out and help people but if that's now happening every year or many times a year it's not going to work that way so we need to first admit they're going to become much more common we can't ignore it you know it's hard for us to deal with a flood in pakistan but we've got to recognize this is the new reality and we need to start think changing how we handle disasters. That's what you and I have studied, John, is how people respond to disasters. And we've recognized that it's community that makes a difference. We've got to turn to our communities and figure out how we help each other through this right now.
0: It's true, right? With Just like other disasters, earthquakes, et cetera, extreme heat, other extreme events, it's our connections to the neighbors that help us get through it name of our podcast, right? It's not about the best kit or the greatest amount of stockpiled supplies. Like we said in episode 49, it's about the connections that we have with people around us that will help us prepare and get through what we face together.
1: So this weekend, in the middle of the intense heat, do you have a neighbor that's okay? Do you have a neighbor that maybe might be getting really hot? People die in heat waves because they're alone and they don't get out and they don't know how to ask for help. Well, go out and find somebody that you can check on that might be in danger because of the heat. That's what we can do in the middle of it. But even more, we need to be ready for this coming again. You know, can you work with your neighborhood or maybe with your church or some other community to say, who's going to need help? How do we check on people? How do we get ready for this? And how do we help each other get out of it?
0: It really does take all of us working together to get through it. So we'll leave it there for now. And until next time, I'm John Bwery with Dr. Lucy Jones and you getting through it. Getting Through It is a production of the Dr. Lucy Jones Center for Science and Society. Visit us online to get past shows and become a supporter on our website. Our music is performed by Josh Lee, and this closing music is written by our own Dr. Lucy Jones.